are talking about what is one of my favorite movies of all time, if not the best movie of all time, in my personal opinion. That changes all the time, but we are talking about the Martin Scorsese film, King of Comedy. And as always, I am Andy, and I'm here with, uh, what's your name? My name is Gabe. Gabe. I'm here as always with, uh, uh, yeah, Gabe. Uh, We'll figure it out. And I've seen this movie many times. Many times I've seen it. Uh, this was your first time watching it. First time? And just give me like a quick little rundown. Did you like it or did you not like it? Uh, summary or a rundown? Like what I thought. Or just give me like, you liked it, you didn't like it? Liked it. You liked it. Okay, liked that's it. good. Um, but also, I want to touch in on something just a little bit before we start, uh, which is Matthew Perry. Friends. Oh, he did, died. I did not know you were going to go into this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just kind of, I thought that we should probably talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Matthew Perry died from Friends. Uh. Were you a Friends fan? I was a Friends fan. You were a Friends I fan. Was Are a you Friends currently fan. a Friends fan? Uh, so after I heard that he died, I did start watching it again. Still in season one, but uh, I decided, you know, I thought it might be a good, good way of remembrance to just, you know. Yeah, I, I watched a few episodes, even though yeah. I, I've never been a Friends fan. I don't think the show's very good. I think that any uh, success that the show had and any good qualities that it had was because of the cast. I think it was a fantastic cast. Matthew mm-hmm. Perry. Very funny, uh, very good. Everybody in that show is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Courtney Cox, Jennifer Anderson, uh, who plays Roz? I always forget his name. Uh, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. David I love Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Roz is always my favorite character. Yeah, he's his acting is really, really good. He's always been my favorite character in Friends, which has always upset a certain group of people. Really? Yeah, because there's a group of people who hate Roz. Yeah. I mean, three divorces, little... uh. It's a little, what's, I don't know, sporadic. I don't know if that's the right word. Well, I'm a little sporadic, you know? Yeah. So I mean, that's, I, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do like, uh, he was fantastic, but he didn't die. So who cares about him? Uh, who died was Matthew Perry. Or not Matthew, uh, yeah, uh, Matthew, Perry. Matthew Perry. Yeah, yeah, Matthew Perry died. Um, which is very sad, especially because he was a person who dealt with lots of problems, yeah. you know? Uh, he was an outspoken um Alcoholic recovery, uh, what's the correct word for that? What? Recovered alcoholic. Is it outspoken? Um, uh, I mean, that's that's the word. Yeah. Once, once the, you're an alcoholic, you literally cannot get rid of that title, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. You will always be an alcoholic. Well, I, I think that it more or less has to do with the idea that alcoholism doesn't go away. Yeah. It's, it's a gene, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a gene that makes you, it's just like an inside gene. Yeah. You don't really choose it. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and he had lots of drug problems. And very, very sad to see him die. I was, even as somebody who never liked friends, I was, I'm, I'm sad to hear anybody die. To yeah. To clarify. Because he was, like, he just seemed so, like, I don't know if I want to say sad, but, I mean, he did always kind of seem a little bit, you know, not, not super fulfilled. Well, lots of the stuff, yeah, and his career didn't explode as it probably could have. Yeah, like, uh, I don't even know what he was in after Friends. Yeah, addiction got in the way and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, I, I, I think that he did have the potential to be a big leading man. Absolutely. And it is kind of sad to see he never was able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was I going to say? I was going to say something about... Oh, um, he... Uh, well, when you said that, he always seemed very sad. Well, mm-hmm. Lots of the stuff that you're seeing, I'm seeing about him... Uh, on 
just little clips of him because there's oh, people posting a bunch of clips. Yeah, yeah. Is his um him talking about addiction. Yeah. You know? and He's very, very open about it. Was very open about it. Um and I think that's a great thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Just to have somebody who is honest about it, you know? Yeah, Not, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat it. No need to be that silly motivational speaker, yeah. you know? Uh I, I just thought that was very I, it really is a sad thing to see him die. Um and TMZ was up in front of it. Mm-hmm. They get they get everything nowadays. Oh yeah. TMZ is on top of everything. Um, which there is some sketchy ways they get their information. Like what? Like they, um, what they do a lot of times is that they pay off, like I believe, I believe that they paid a police officer for information about it. Really? Yeah. They paid off the, they paid off police officers to report to it to figure out because they always know who dies. Mm -hmm. They, they just like are intense on it. Yeah, it's kind of sad because like when someone dies, it's just it's just a money opportunity for a bunch of social media platforms. Yeah, um, lots of people are more private about it now. A lot of times they don't even announce how people die. Yeah, you know, um, died unexpectedly or died. Um, they don't disclose the cause of death, no matter what it is. Which is probably a good that's, thing. Yeah, that's not my business. Because like drowning in a jacuzzi, like that's not yeah the best. Yeah, it's not a very glamorous. Way to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's not a good way to die. Mm, it could be a good all. way to die. I mean, you're in a jacuzzi. Yeah, I mean, you're. If you have a jacuzzi, you lived a pretty, yeah, at least decent life. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you have a jacuzzi, that's pretty good. Yeah, I drowning sounds an awful way to die, though. Yeah, I've always like had nightmares about it, and I always know that it's just like, just that moment that you give up. And you breathe in, and that water just flungs your lungs. Like, that is one of the scariest things that I can think of. Yeah. You know what? I always had dreams about being uh, dying in a car crash. And it's something that's mm-hmm. very carried through me. I hate I hate driving. I have to drive, but I, I want to be somewhere where I don't have to drive. Uh, and that sounds terrifying to me, car crashes. Yeah. Because, like, one yeah. second you're just going through your, your day, and then all of a sudden you're flying cartwheeling through the air. Mm-hmm. Um uh, that's always been like a big fear of mine, especially because people are so nonchalant about driving. You know? Yeah, yeah, like people don't care. People don't care. Mm-hmm. Like uh, just today, I saw somebody just zigzagging throughout, going a hundred miles per hour. Oh yeah, absolutely. No turn signal change. No lanes. turn signal. That's the wor- It's such a bare minimum thing to do. It's not hard to, to do. To just, just move your finger, flip a your bit. finger up, flip your finger. That's all you have to do, and yet that's too difficult for so many mm-hmm. self-absorbed. M- morons out there it- it's annoying i hate it so much yeah it's such a simple thing to do and it i mean it really can save your life you know yeah there's no reason not to yeah there's, there's literally no, no reason, reason not, not to. to it's oh i even turn my signal on when i'm alone you know because no reason to break the um mental state yeah no you it. can't yeah. yeah you have to just always just train your brain to do it i always do when i'm alone too i think if you don't then you should start yeah, it's just, it's just uh, what's it called? Like a Pazlov's dog sort of thing. Oh, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you're going, you're going. Um, uh, oh, I hate driving so much. I really do hate <laughs> I driving. I know you can talk about this for a long for, time. Forever. It, it, the car always smells, off, like there's a bad smell in the car after the first couple of months. You know what I mean? Well, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> it's your car. I don't eat in my car ever. I never eat in my car. I'm not saying um, you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I don't know, but just like it's an unpleasant place to be, 
Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just such an unpleasant environment, a car, uh, compared to walking. Especially right now, because we have all these beautiful fall weathers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so nice. I hate driving in the winter, too. I know everyone does, but one of the scariest things. I hate driving uh, in the heat. I mean, it's bad for the first couple minutes, but, I mean, roll down the window, turn on your AC, and it's all good. I don't don't like having my window rolled down. Why not? I I, I just am self-conscious about it. About you being seen? Yeah, I don't like to be seen. You know your windows are see-through, right? But people look at you when your windows are rolled down. I guess that's fair. I don't want people to hear what I'm listening to. That's that's actually a very valid thing. I, I get that a lot. I hate when people play music so loud in the car. Oh, I do. Like you feel your car shaking. That's my car. Next to you. Mm-hmm. That's me. I go the exact speed limit in the car. Mm. I never speed. I never speed. I don't think I've ever been 10 miles over. Yeah, I mean, I I don't speed, like, you know, 10 miles over, but, you know, you got to add in a few. I've always had, like, the scary thing of, like, if if cars are tailing you, I feel like you might, you should speed up a little bit. If one, Get over it. If one it's... car is tailing you, it's their problem. If you have, like, five cars tailing you, you're probably the problem. No, because if one car is tailing you, then if there's five cars also there, of course they're going to be tailing you. Well, yeah, because you're going too slow. Well, if there's only one car tailing you... And then three cars show up behind you. That's because you, no speed is changing. I don't understand how five cars behind you is different than one car behind you in a speed level. Well, because like if just a bunch of people are piling up. Because there's nowhere you're... else to go. Well, yeah. They wouldn't be tailing you if you were going at least a decent speed. So like if I was going 25 on a 25, which I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong. A lot of times there's like three cars behind me. Okay. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm not going to speed up for them. I'm not going to speed up for them. You're already going 25 miles per hour. I never once, I didn't assume your speed, but I have had multiple occurrences where I was driving in a 35. There's always just one road. And I was literally driving behind this car going 25 miles an hour. And yes, of course, cars were piling up. Oh, you know what else is one of my least favorite things? Hmm. is when uh, a lot of times I listen to radio and there's like an ad that has a horn honking. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh my God, who's honking at me? What am I doing? Uh, but it's just the car, it's just the radio. Do you have a lot of people honking at you often? Maybe. No, I don't. I don't I, I've had my fair share of people honking at me. I actually haven't. I'm I, pretty, I never, pretty happy with it. I just can't imagine myself ever honking at somebody. I wish that there was different honks, like a, I wish that there was in like an angry honk, like, hey, you're doing something wrong, or just like one that like, if the light turns green and you know, they're there for a little bit too long, you can just go like, just like a little, yeah. you know, a little beep. There's a Kirby Enthusiasm episode about that. Really? Yeah. Because there's a, well, there's a police officer who's not going when there's a green light and Larry doesn't know what to do because oh, he yeah. can't honk at police officer yeah. who I famously don't hate the police. Just hate the way they drive. They're terrible drivers. I, I don't know. I, I brought this up a few times. Oh no, we know. Uh, it's the just, viewers know. There's the worst. They they they're right up on you, and they know that you can't speed because you know that they're behind you, so you can't speed because there's a cop behind you. It's just awful. 
They don't use their turn signals. They don't stop at stop signs. They don't have to. They don't have to. They don't have to. What are they, what's going to happen? Are the police going to pull them over? Oh, that's right. They are the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I hate is when, or who I feel bad for, not what I hate, is you know when there's someone who has a car that's black and it looks exactly like a police car and you start going slow? I feel bad <laughs> oh, for those people. I, I feel know. really bad for those I know. people. Well, like, I think every car is a police car now because I'm paranoid. Oh, really? I, I, I'm just such a naturally paranoid person. Have you been pulled over before? I, uh, no, hmm. I haven't been pulled over. I think it's a good thing. I, I, don't, I just get so... I, I'm terrified that, like, they think that... Like, what if I'm being accused of murder, you know? Then, well, they're going to pull you over no matter what. You don't have the speed just well, that's pull why you over I, if you're suspected I, for murder. That's why whenever I see a police car, I start speeding away. I'm sure you do. I shout, you'll never catch me alive, coppers! You see, but if you speed away from the cop because you think that you're suspected for murder, you're you're going to look like the murderer. Well, that's an interesting way of looking at things. It's the right but if way they of looking at But if things. they don't know that I'm the murderer, then... I'm basing this off of your paranoia that you just said of them thinking that you're the murderer. Yeah, so I speed away and I shout, you'll never catch me alive, coppers. Mm-hmm. So they don't. So this is why you hate them? No, no, don't, don't say I hate. I never hate said I hate their driving. I never said I hate the police. This is why you hate their driving. I'm I, no, I think they're bad drivers. Mm-hmm. But this is a separate occasion. Yeah. My paranoia of being accused of murder is completely separate from my par- my not paranoia, my rightful expectations that police police are bad drivers. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say my expectation that I am a murderer. No, I'm not a murderer. I know. I'm I will. I'm a. I'm a highly peaceful person. I know you wouldn't hurt a fly. I really. I seriously wouldn't. I wouldn't hurt a fly. I put it in little baggies and I take it outside. You know who's also not a murderer, but kind of came close. Huh. Rupert Pupkin. Rupert Pupkin. <laughs> So will you please give your warmest greetings to the newest king of comedy, Rupert Pupkin. His name is Rupert Pupkin. He lives in a world of make-believe. Oh, Jerry, I love this guy. Always coming up with these great lines. I love him. I love him. Nobody can remember his name. Mr. Pupkin. Mr. Pupnik. Mr. Puffer. Rupert. Pupkin, P-U-P-K-I-N. But by 11.30 tonight, the whole world will know that Rupert Pupkin is the new king of comedy. Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis, in a Martin Scorsese picture. The king of comedy. He is. Let's move on to king of let's comedy talk, Let's talk about king of comedy. It's a uh, Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, legendary filmmaker Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. One of the greats of all time. It was He's a flop, though, at first. A flop? Terrible flop. Embarrassing mm-hmm. flop. Uh, did you see the TikTok he made with his daughter? Uh, no. Who realistically should be his granddaughter. <laughs> but uh, she's testing him on modern lingo. And one mm-hmm. of them is slept on. And he like everything was like a normal TikTok. But once when she said slept on, Martin Scorsese went, oh yeah, like King of Comedy? That movie. <laughs> and he looked directly at the camera. Nice. Like, nice. And he had like citations. Oh, I'm sure he's like, pissed about it. Like in Reviewer in the New York Times when Reviewer yada yada said... It was probably the flop of the year. Flop of the year. Flop of the year, which yep. is ridiculous because it's such a great movie, mm. and it's so relevant to us today. 
Oh, absolutely. Because Especially now with social media. Oh, so much it's even more media. relevant. Uh, give him a quick, quick uh, rundown of the plot of King the plot. Comedy. Yeah. So there is a aspiring comedian, uh, Rupert Pumpkin. Pumpkin. You not really pumpkin. can't even call him a kid comedian. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he hasn't he, performed he any shows. Ready, uh, Nothing. Comedy. And that's one of the things that I actually love about the movie was so like let's say for example right now me and you are doing these podcasts hoping to make it big. I don't think I'm hoping to make it big. Okay, okay. Let's imagine we are. Well, let's say we're imagine we are. Big. Yeah, we're doing these little episodes hoping that we get fame. Yeah. What he did was he did one episode and ensured that millions of people were yeah. watching. I like that approach. I, love that. I like that yeah. approach. But it's so relevant to us as a society today. Mm-hmm. But um, Rupert Pupkin, yeah, he has become obsessed with this uh, with um, Jerry Jerry Lewis. He's played by Jerry Lewis. It's Jerry Law. What's his last name in it? I have no idea. I, I only you. ever heard him referred to yeah, as Jerry. Jerry. He has a last name, but he, he's Jerry. Uh, Jerry Lewis plays him. Oh, Jerry Langford. Jerry Langford. Yeah, Jerry Langford. Uh, but Jerry Jerry Langford hosts like this late night talk show, and Rupert Pumpkin is obsessed. With going on this late night talk show. Obsessed. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing he thinks about. The only thing he cares about is being on this show. Uh, And being a comedian. He wants to be a comedian more than anything in the world. uh, And he has convinced himself that he needs to be on this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's such a fantastic movie. And the way... First off, Scorsese. Well, as I said, greatest of all, one of the greatest of all time. Nobody doubts that. He's the king of cinema. Yeah, he's a legend. Living legend. Uh, and you may be asking yourself, uh, Andrew, this is your favorite Scorsese movie? I, I mean, look at all his movies. You got Goodfellas. You got Wolf of Wall Street. You got Killers of the Flower Moon that just came out. Mm-hmm. You got uh, all these. I could just list on forever and ever and ever. All the fantastic movies that he's made. The Departed. Oh, I love The Departed. Um, this is what you think is his best movie of all time? And I'm going to tell you, yes, I do. I do think it's his best movie of all time, if not one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, and I think that a lot of this is because of the character Rupert Pumpkin. Yeah. He's such a fascinating character who speaks to modern society in a way that almost feels uncanny how much this relates to today's yeah, society. Definitely. This need for a shortcut to fame. Mm-hmm. This idea that I don't want to do any of the work, I just want the fame. That's something that almost everybody's looking for the five minutes of fame now. Absolutely. That one tweet that gets a bunch of likes. Mm-hmm. That one TikTok dance that gets a bunch of likes. Uh, just this brief moment of fame. I don't want to do anything to earn it. Mm-hmm. I just want to have it. And it speaks to everyone, I feel like. I mean, you can even look at like the minor things. Like me and you, when we were talking about on the NBA episode, like when we're playing basketball, we imagine ourselves as NBA yeah. players. I, I don't, we're not, I put, do. we're not putting in the work to I, do it. We yeah, just want it to happen. I, I think it's so fascinating in this movie because continuously Rupert's Pumpkin gets told, you have some good stuff. Mm-hmm. You just got to go to the comedy clubs and do it. Just one simple step. Yeah, just just do it. Mm-hmm. But he just refuses to do the basic steps of becoming a comedian. And even in the end of the movie when you see him actually do the stand-up, uh, stand-up routine, it's mm-hmm. good, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, he's good, but it's just like... He just refused to accept that there was a process that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And so many people today are just so uninterested with the process. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, one of the things that I read, though, 
that was actually kind of cool was like he was a sane man with insane goals so he had to become insane to achieve them <laughs> um well i think it's also interesting because he has uh his friend in the movie i forgot what her name is Ooh. Um, yeah she wasn't referred to by her name too many times she scared me though oh she's fantastic in the movie and she's, she's a fantastic actress Marsha. Marsha. Okay. or masha i think it's Marsha. Marsha or martha Masha, it's just, a, a, on Google, it's just Masha. I'm not Masha, sure if that's a all typo. Right, all right, um, uh, Played by Sandra Bernhardt, who's fantastic in the movie. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so interesting because he looks down upon her like a crazy yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> Despite him being just as crazy. They're on the same They're on the level. same level. He just but got he a has, little bit closer. He has the nerve to look down upon her. Mm-hmm. And I love how... Like when he when he uh, left the what was it like the studio I guess and she he got escorted out by security and she was like oh not not so close to friends with Jerry after all and he's like no 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 that was a, that was an escort but does he really believe yeah like it's like does he really believe that Jerry likes him yeah and that's the scariest part like yeah. when he was in the house he was like like Jerry was literally yeah. <laughs> yelling at him to get out he's like come on Jerry yeah the bit. Which, by the way, when he came up with the bit of um, inviting everybody to a party, and then everyone yeah. call, that's a great bit. Great bit. That would be a great bit. Mm-hmm. I, I I almost wanted to steal that. <laughs> you should try some comedy shows. I would. I, that that should be an episode. Honestly, just take the just take the Rupert Pumpkin. <laughs> Rupert Pumpkin. Take his rope. You want me to be my uh, Sandra or whatever her name was? Yeah, yeah. I'll support you. <laughs> you gotta get some lo- larger lips, though. Oh yeah, She's, she has huge lips in the huge movie. lips, huge lips. Uh, but she really is fantastic in the movie. Um, but I, something else that always interested me in this movie is they make the choice of him being an that he his hobby is to get autographs, which I think is so fascinating because that almost sets a line between you and them. You know? Yeah. Like they. I, I, I don't think I could, if I were famous, I don't think I could take somebody who asks me as an for an autograph as somebody who is on my level. On, on the same level. Yeah, on yeah. my level. They can't be me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so there's a certain sort of putting people on a pedestal to that. So the choice to make him somebody who just got a bunch of autographs. And also when he talked about the people he got autographs from, he talked about them like they were his friends. Yeah, that was the funniest <laughs> yeah. part. He's close friends, close yeah. friends. Oh, yeah, uh, he's what I call uh, on-off funny. Yeah. You know, he, he turns it on and turns it out. Uh, like he was able to know these people. Mm-hmm. Which also is something that is so more relevant today than it ever was. This idea of having close relationships with celebrities. And, I mean, obviously, social media is a driving factor of that. Because on, a, factor. on some level, we kind of do know these celebrities. I mean, if they're one of those celebrities who's, you know, posting every single day, it's like it does create a personal connection that some people can get far too carried away with. Yeah, but even if they do post every day, that's not really them. It's not, but it makes people feel like it is. So I, you can create this false persona. I have this idea that I'm obsessed with about how... Whenever we know that there's a ca- like, if I were to put a camera in front of you, you'd be talking completely different. Like the way we're talking mm-hmm. right now, isn't really how we are as real people because we know we're being recorded and we know that uh, everything's happening. You know, yeah, there's so much happening. Um, and there's also a documentary, not to get sidetracked, but it's a documentary called uh, Crumb, and it's about this um, animator. Uh, he's he almost is completely immune to the idea that there's a camera in front of him. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. 
it's nice. it's incredible how it just doesn't face him that there's a camera in front of him. Interesting. In the same way, like everybody has a show that they put in for the camera. Oh, everybody. absolutely. Yeah. Everybody does. Whether it be you're trying to play it up and get people to laugh at you or you're shying away because you don't want to be in front of the camera or anything. Anything. You want people to, because you know people are looking at you. Yeah. And you know the way you want to be presented. So you're going to try to present yourself as that. Mm-hmm. You can really create a whole different persona that way. Yeah, you can. Uh, and oh, what I also thought was a fantastic scene in this, because mm-hmm. Rupert Pumpkin has daydreams all the time. Yeah. All the time he has daydreams, all which I, as somebody who frequently has daydreams too, and can equally become obsessed with the world of my Imagination. daydreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that scene um, where he was, uh, also in the movie, there's a girlfriend. Not really a girlfriend, but a romantic interest in it. Um, she's oh, yeah. the waitress or a bartender, and she uh, she decides to go on a date with him, right? Mm-hmm. And this is all for you in Rupert Pumpkin. This is all just a way of showing people that I can I'm getting what I want. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't used to want me. Now I am. Now she wants me. Yeah. You know, everything is. Everybody was wrong about me. I'm a success. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he daydreams about getting married to her live on air on the late <laughs> night talk, talk show as a surprise, yep. which is a fantastic scene and a hilarious scene. This movie's hilarious, too. Yeah. Absolutely was, hilarious. I think my, my favorite scene was um, when they were like telling him to read off of the cards with a gun point at his head. Oh, yeah, and the, it's upside down. Uh, yeah, but also when... Because uh, they asked him to grab something, so Jerry grabbed it in his uh, pocket, and they were like, no, 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 because they thought he was going to grab like a weapon or oh, something. Oh, yeah. And then they searched his jacket. They found, like, candy. And Rupert was like, can I have this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want one? Do you want one? Yeah. At least, at least he offered. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, completely unfazed by the fact that he's holding him at gunpoint. Yeah, he does not care at he, all. It's just, like, he, and he still thinks of him as a friend. They even say that at the end of the movie. He mm-hmm. still thinks of Jerry Lewis as a, or Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry Langford. Jerry Langford as a dear friend and mentor. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. And also what's insane about this movie is at the end, he gets everything he wanted. Mm-hmm. What a bold choice for him to just get everything he wants. I honestly, so after reading a little bit, I found out that, well, actually, I don't know if there's any way to confirm this, but I thought that that was him daydreaming in jail. You thought that was a daydream? I did. I, I never did. thought about it I thought it like that, that the ending was a daydream. I, think I that's didn't possible. think it was real. I think it's possible, too. I still kind of think it is. Because that was my initial thought. You see, this is why I love talking about movies. It's because that never crossed my mind, that that really? was his daydream. And that makes complete sense. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes complete sense with the rest of the movie. Yeah. That this is just some sort of daydream of his. Yeah, because they, they also said that he was going to serve, what was it, like four or five years, and then he only served like two. Well, you get out on good parole. You can, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he had terrific parole. Yeah. I mean, he was a, a good he's a, guy. He's a nice person. Yeah. Uh, but um, just that scene where he's marrying the woman live on air <laughs> as like a surprise stun. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so fantastic. And he brought in his old principal. And that was really funny. That was, it's we fantastic. were wrong about you. We were so wrong about you. And that's what I need. You know, I just need a group of people to say, we were wrong, Andrew. Mm-hmm. You're the best. I relate to Rupert Pumpkin in lots of ways. Yeah, because it, it's almost sad to say that you can relate to that daydream, but I feel like everyone can Everybody in can. some sense. I, yeah. I think that because as ridiculous as it is, I think that there's a Rupert Pumpkin in all of us. Absolutely. Who, who just sure. needs the validation 
of knowing that we're special, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, it's such a fantastic movie. And it really is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's why I'm getting a five out of five. What are you giving it? I would honestly say a five out of five as well. Because, I would have to agree with well, you. Well, like, I'm not sure if you were thinking about it as a five out of five earlier, but talking about it. Talking about it makes it better. It, it makes it just so much better mm-hmm. that it's such a fantastic movie. And it has so much to say about things. And also I wanted to bring up, because it's impossible uh, to talk about this movie without talking about its lesser uh, movie, Joker. Joker. Which is almost a complete remake of... Oh, quick thing I want to talk about came comedy. That I thought mm-hmm. was hilarious. It's the mother. Uh, oh, the mother. yeah, yeah, It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He's living in his mom's basement with, uh, just having fantasies about being on talk shows and talking. Not far away from what I do, honestly. <laughs> honestly, his whole entire setup at his house, very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. I have a big audience in front of me so I can pretend people are laughing uh, at me. Uh, uh-huh. uh and also, uh, the very ending where he's doing the bit, uh, his live show, it almost does show you, like, this guy had a tough life. Oh, for <laughs> he's, sure. He's had a tough life. He said his mom was dead, too. She definitely was not. Did he say his mother was dead? I'm pretty sure he did. In the bit? Yeah, I, don't I think, think he, he said did. his mother was dead. I thought he did. Um, but I could way, be wrong, actually. I might be remembering it wrong. But either way, I, I, I think that was a fantastic scene, was his monologue. Mm-hmm. Because it just revealed so much about why this desperate need of attention is in him, a needing of validation. Because that's what fame... I said earlier that I think that fame... Either you have fame because you've always gotten everything you wanted, mm-hmm. so why not just go for fame? You get you look for fame because that's where the first one is, because you just get everything you wanted. The second reason is because there's just this emptiness in you, this void in you of feeling that you need to matter. Yeah. And fame is the only way that could... Get it, and the third one is just people who are terrible human beings that just want power. Mm-hmm. But Rupert Pumpkin is definitely in that second category. There's just an empty void in him yeah. that needs to be filled, and the only way he could fill that is with fame. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of people can, especially now with like TikTok and stuff like that, are starting to fall into that category as well. Everyone just fighting for a chance. Everybody. Everybody just wants validation. Yeah, for we sure. We just want excuses to exist in this universe. Because mm. it's so terrible. It's all... We just need something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about Joker. Because Joker is also almost a complete remake of this movie. And on such a lesser level, I think Joker does it. Yeah, I saw Joker first. And I definitely see Joker in a much different way i guess well you know what a fun way of looking at joker is Hmm. is because robert de niro who plays rupert pumpkin plays the late night talk show host Mm -hmm. in joker what if that's rupert pumpkin and he has a late night talk show now that'd be awesome that would be fantastic awesome uh even though the timelines don't really add up yeah that's just a fun way of looking at it yeah but joker it just it's joker is king of comedy but with nothing to say yeah because i feel like Obviously, everyone can relate to the King of Comedy, and you can't. I, mean, you could say that you relate to the Joker, but I hope that you don't, because well, you because know. the only thing Joker has to say is, "Boy, oh boy, society sucks." Why? And, what? What's? What's the problems? Uh, you're you're not saying anything. You're mm-hmm. just giving a broad statement that really anybody could connect could connect to, but it's so broad that it doesn't have any meaning behind it. That society is bad. Society does bad things to people. What? 
You know, yeah. What what what's the what's the more specific point? It's too broad of a subject. Where a king of comedy focuses in so intensely on the need for fame. You know, mm-hmm. this uh, this need of an empty void that needs to be filled. And it, it just handles things so much more. And it, that's that's why Scorsese is the best at what he does. He understands how to handle depth, which I don't think Todd Phillips, the Joker, really knows how to do. I don't think that he understands how to have a deep theme. I don't think he understands yeah. that. I, I, I think it's a very difficult thing to understand. I think only the masters really do know how to do it. Yeah. And, and to have it so fleshed out, where everything in the movie feels so connected to this uh, theme that's running through it. Oh, for, yeah, like every, every single part of the movie was targeted towards that, whereas the Joker, I, I, all over the place. I like the Joker, though, I will say that. I, I've fallen out of love with the Joker as I've become more intelligent in film. You know, the more and more I know about movies, the less I, the more I see Joker as just an imitation of a good movie mm-hmm. rather than an actual good movie itself. I agree, but I still enjoyed it. I think Joaquin Phoenix is great in the Joker. Oh, yeah. I think he's, he really does give fantastic performance. He's one of the best actors that we have right now, best leading men uh, that we have right now. Uh, yeah, you can't like put what we're saying that was bad about the movie on him at all because I feel like that's all in the storytelling and the directing. Yeah, uh, um, it really is. I, I, I hope that we did convince you to watch The King of Comedy. Yeah. If you haven't. Uh, because it, it's such a funny movie, such a sad movie, mm-hmm. and such a smart movie. And it's relatable, so, too. It is so tight, the movie. It's just, got, everything is so well put together. Uh, it's a shame that it was a flop. Yeah. Of, uh, because it really does deserve to be seen as one of the greatest movies of all time. I agree. Uh, is that all we have today? Uh, yeah, I mean... Anything else you want to say about King Comedy? No. Go I'm, watch it. I'm trying to think of anything else that I missed out on. Um, I mean, I will say Robert De Niro's acting performance was amazing. A different performance than he usually gives. Yeah. Because usually Robert De Niro is this almost tough guy, where here he's... Said, Not a oh, tough guy at all. He's vulnerable. He's so emotionally vulnerable. He, he's collapsing as a human being. Mm-hmm. Everything is falling apart in his life. Uh, where that's such a rare character for De Niro to play. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Fantastic, great performance. Um, I, uh, um, the woman in it, uh, you know, things are bad in her life too, mm-hmm. because she's accepting a date from uh, Rupert Pupkin. Yeah. Things are not good in your life if you accept a date from the weird guy with a mustache. Mm-hmm. I know from experience. Um, <laughs> not because I ask out men with mustaches, but because I am a weird man. You are the man. I am with the, the mustache. man. I'm the weird man with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's got some cool suits, too. Oh, I love his suits. And they're fantastic. I, I want to run... I want his whole entire wardrobe. Yeah, me too. Uh, I still want to pay for it. Because that would be so expensive he, nowadays. How was he able to afford all of that? Because he didn't have a job. His mom... His mom probably has all that money. Yeah. It's so funny in the movie, how the shouting matches between them. Yeah. How he's trying <laughs> to record his stuff. Mm-hmm. And his mom... That's uh, Martin Scorsese's mother, by the way. Really? Yeah, she actually plays... The, oh, nice. She's nice. in all of his movies before she passed. Hmm. Uh, Goodfellas, she's great in. Does uh, she have more of like a... Yeah, she's actually on the screen. Oh, you okay. have you, you've never seen Goodfellas? No. You gotta see Goodfellas. I... If it's... Actually, no. Yeah, I'll watch it. It's for sure. Of, it really is. It's my mom's favorite movie of all time. I, it was your favorite movie for a long time, too. Because it was like. my mom's favorite movie of oh, all time. Oh, okay, fair enough. And I, it's, it is a fantastic movie. 
Um, movies are kind of like one of those things that we inherit. Mm-hmm. You're going to love your mom's favorite movie because you were told that it's the best movie of all time. Yeah, fair enough. But I think that's all we have to say about King's Comedy. Yeah. I know there's more that I want to say that I just can't think of about that my head. But it really is a fantastic movie. Come up with what I'm thinking and I can't think when you watch it. You know? Yeah. Uh, tell me what you think. I'm going to I'm gonna do a poll, see what people think of it. Uh, thank you for listening to us as always. And you know what time it is? It's time to go. 